Hey all my littles and my bigs, it's Barbara Jarabek here with the Marvel of My Ordinary Life, episode number 75. Knock, knock, woof, woof. Yeah. Once upon a time, there was a little girl named Barbara. She turned out to be me. She had the best sister in the world. Nancy was the eldest. Johnny was in the middle, king of the rascals. Barbara was the youngest. These kids had the time of their lives with dogs and chickens and horses and ponies and all sorts of amazing adventures living in the hills. And as time went on, and Nancy, best sister in the world, grew up, she met a wonderful human named Rob. Rob and her were going to get married, which I remember I cried and cried because I didn't want to lose my sister. We're going to get married. Oh, no. I cried about everything, even that. Anyway, the best man that came all the way from the East Coast for the wedding was really in (gasps) awe of all the animals we had. He couldn't believe it. I don't know where he was raised, but apparently with very few animals. Very proper. He always had really tight-fitting, skinny, dressy jeans on and shiny shoes, tucked-in shirts. He was so like, oh, look at your dogs. Can I play with them? And the dogs loved him because he played ball. He played frisbee. He scratched them. He brushed them. He wanted to give them treats. He just thought they were the best thing in the world. And so, of course, I loved him. I thought, wow, you should have a dog. What kind of dog would you get? He said, oh, I'd get an Irish setter, which is so funny because the Irish setters are maybe a little cray-cray. They're super hyper. They're just like, woof, 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 running circles. They're just cuckoo, but they are very pretty. He said, yes, I would get an Irish setter if I could have any dog in the world. So, of course, where does that information go? Locks and loads in my brain. I'm like, oh, okay, that person would love an Irish setter. Months went by, the wedding came, the wedding went. New Year's came. During New Year's, always lock your dogs inside. They get so scared of all the fireworks and the whistles and just all the hubbaloo that goes on. They really don't like it. One of the biggest times that you will find your dog sent to the pound because it's run away from home trying to escape the fireworks. I was old enough now to be like, oh, woohoo, I could actually go to a New Year's Eve party. I was so excited because I could drive. So my friend and I went to a New Year's Eve party and I left Samantha at home, of course. Like it wouldn't even be like, oh, I think I'll bring my dog. I said to my brother who was staying home and uh, my parents were not at home. They were at a different party. Johnny was staying at home and I said, make sure nobody lets Samantha out because I don't want her to get scared. He totally let her out. He had so many people in and out of that house. He had a crazy party of his own. He was sure to have it be over way before mom and dad got home. But he had this party and Samantha was out and what do you think happened? Mm-hmm. Saddest time ever for reals. She ran away. All the sounds went off and the banging and the booming and she ran away. I came home the next day and no Samantha. I said, Johnny, where's Samantha? I don't know. 
I don't know. She was here, and I said, somebody let her out. She is not in my room. Did you let her out? Help me find her. Back then, he's much nicer now, but back then, he was just like, yeah, I'm going back to bed. And I really didn't get I don't remember getting a lot of help from him. And I looked and looked and looked and could not find Samantha. I put up signs. I contacted vets. I couldn't find her. I was so sad. So every single day for two weeks, I would drive a half an hour to to the pound, which is where they keep animals when they're lost. And I would go every single day, which was horrible, because basically billions of dogs barking as you walk up and down the aisles looking for your dog, didn't find her. I'm sure she ended up at somebody else's house, and back in the day, they didn't have those little chips in them where you could track your dog. You were just hoping to find her by word of mouth or something. So I never ever, which makes me so sad. Even telling this story, Samantha was the best dog. Never, ever found her. But on the very last day that I went to the pound, I just said, this is it. I can't keep coming here forever. It's been two weeks. If somebody was going to turn her in or if they found her, she would be here by now. Somebody must have decided to keep her. Here I was, drove up at the pound with my friend Dale. We parked, started to walk in, and there's a man out front with a box. And in the box, what do you think he has? Nope, not Samantha. Good guess, though. He had Irish setter puppies. He had two left. He said, hey, do you kids want a puppy before you go in? I've got two puppies left from the litter I was selling at home, but they're getting too big and I don't want to deal with it anymore. And I'm like, Irish setter puppy? The best man at the wedding wanted one. Sure, mister. I'll take an Irish setter puppy. So I do. This random guy is giving away actual purebred Irish setter puppies. He had the papers that explained, you know, what their lineage was. That means who their moms and dads were for way far back. It was the cutest puppy. It wasn't teeny tiny. It was pretty small, but it wasn't like itty bitty fit in your hand. I very excitedly took it home to my mother's horror <gasps> on the way home. I was at a stoplight. I'm driving. Dale sitting next to me. She's holding the puppy. The puppy throws up on my lap because it's not been in a car that much. Ew, take my foot off the brake. This is at a stop sign and roll into the car in front of me. Oh, that was the only car accident I think I was ever in. The lady gets out and she comes back and starts yelling at me. I say, I'm so sorry the dog threw up at me. And she goes, okay, no, that's disgusting. And she went back to her car and drove off. Thank goodness. Thank you, little puppy. So we drive home. I call the best man's friend. You know, he really wanted a Iris Setter puppy, and I told him I would find him one. So I did, and I know he really wants it, but I'd like to surprise him. Can you tell me where to ship it to? That's the other thing, you all. Where in the world did I get money to ship a dog? I did have a job, so I must have had some money. I made the arrangements, went to the airport, got a crate, and had this dog, this Irish setter dog, shipped overnight to New Jersey, the best man's house. The next day, I get a phone call from a best man. Did you send me an Irish setter puppy? Yeah, do you love it? And I'm probably like 17, 18 years old. Like, yeah, I do. I really love it. It's so cool. But I'm I'm not really set up to have a dog right now. They don't allow dogs in my apartment, which never occurred to me. In my world, you just 
you just allow dogs. Like that would be saying like, you can't allow your friend over. Of course you can have dogs. That was problem number one. He said, I brought it over to my family's house and they're going to keep it for me. I'm going to have to move so I can have the dog. And I thought, oh yeah, that's my kind of person. (laughs) Rather than get rid of the dog, he actually moved to a house where he could have a dog. And it was so cool, you all. After a few months, he had the dog doing things like when it wanted to go potty, it would go and ring a bell at the front door and then it would go out and it would ring the doorbell to come back in. Everybody in the neighborhood knew it. It turned out to be this really cool, amazing dog. But you know, that could have gone so badly. And the fact that the guy had to move without planning to move, that was like, oh, don't give dogs for gifts. You think I would learn? No, I thought that was the coolest thing ever. So fast forward, I'm living in Monterey. Yeah, I have the cutest little house in Monterey. I loved it. I loved my house. My friend Taryn had an even cuter house and it was a little bit bigger and it had a backyard. I remember it had a deck and we'd go out there and sit in the sun at a barbecue. Her house was so much cooler and had so much more room that we decided to be roommates. We were really good friends. So that was fun. We cooked together. Together, went to the movies together, walked to the beach together. We did everything together until I found an even cooler house. Because back then, whenever I saw, I didn't have that much stuff. So whenever I saw something even cooler, I was like, yeah, I'll just move. No big deal. Shove everything in the car and move. I found a house down the coast from Carmel with a view of the ocean. And the whole front of the house was glass. And my bedroom was amazing. So, of course, I moved there. Well, when I moved Move. Taryn was really sad. She wasn't mad. She was sad. She goes, well, I don't really have another roommate that I want to live with me, so I guess I'll live by myself. But I'm kind of scared. I wish I had a dog. Oh my gosh, don't say those words to Barbara. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, if you could have any kind of a dog, Taryn, what would you have? Oh, golden retriever for sure. That's what I would have. I would have a golden retriever. Okay, lock and load that information in my head, I said to myself. And of course, as I was out and about with my own dog, Tony Dog, of course, I was always going into pet shops. Why? Why? No more pets, Barbara. No more pets. In this pet store was a golden retriever puppy. It was the only one left in the little window. It was so chubby and cute. And I thought, oh, wow, look at that. I had just started a new job, which in my mind, I was making a bajillion dollars. In reality, I was making hardly anything, but I felt like, wow, look at all this money I have. The dog was a hundred dollars. That's a ton of money back then. I said, I'll buy that dog for Taryn. Someone did. I bought her a golden retriever puppy, like without asking her. Oh, this is such a bad idea. I went and got a red ribbon. I tied it around its neck. Then I waited till she was home, and I knew she was home because I could see her cooking and whatnot. And it's Christmas, so it's all pretty in the neighborhood, and everybody's in the spirit. It's also very cold. I get this dog, which I named Nicholas, you know, St. Nick, Christmas, all of that. I go sneak, 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 sneak up her porch. I tie the little puppy to the porch rail. I ring the doorbell, run down the steps, and hide. I can see Taryn kind of cocking her head like, I wonder who's at the door. Puts down her towel in the kitchen, walks across the room, goes to the door, opens it, and I hear her squealing. It's 
a puppy. It's a puppy. It's a golden retriever puppy. And she's sticking her head out, looking into the dark. Barbara, I know it's you. Get over here. I come running out. It's a golden retriever puppy, Taryn. I can't believe you bought me a puppy. Who does that? Suppose I don't want a puppy. And that moment, it occurred to me, yeah, suppose she doesn't want it because I know I can't have two dogs. That's way too many. Back then, I was like, no, no, no. One dog's just plenty. She was kind of half kidding. She was like, oh, you got me a dog. And you know what? In the end, of course, she loved it. But there again was another friend who had to train a dog, pay for vet bills. (laughs) At least she didn't have to move. But I remember she did have to put like a secure fence in her backyard. She had to pay a lot more than I did to keep that dog. But oh my gosh, he was so cute and was the most beautiful dog. It all worked out fine. But each person I gave a dog to, it cost them so much more than I paid for the dog. And you know what? People should really pick out their own pets. Like, you shouldn't be picking pets out for other people, as I did. What a dope. But it worked out fine. They ended up with great animals and a good story to tell. But I wouldn't recommend it. It was kind of a wackadoo thing to do. All right. See you later. Bye.